Welcome back to part two of our conversation with designated drinker Aja Taylor, the advocacy director for Bread for the City. So if you've missed part one, go ahead, go ahead, go back and belly up to that bar and give it a listen first. We promise to save you a seat right here for you. In part one, Aja, we learned what drew you in or what you might say pushed you into advocacy work. Mm -hmm. We learned a little bit about Bread for the City. And I know that you have so much more to share. Yeah. I know that I want to know more about how I can contribute, and I'm sure our listeners want to learn how they can contribute, how they can get involved, um, how they can help their own communities. But first, but first, I want to go just a little crazy. I want us to start off this episode a little different than the others. I want to start off with the cocktail, you know, so we have a little little something to sip on as we figure out what else we can do um, mm. so that we can be better, do better, um, and contribute. So, you know, it is the season for giving. So, Gina, what do you think? Can we give up this recipe right off the bat? Sure. We can do this, right? Sure. All right. So, you know, so the holidays are a time of year of 100%. I love to over-imbibe, and then sometimes it's okay to, like, not imbibe, right? Absolutely. So this drink is one of my favorite drinks because you can make it, you know, for your family, kids, and, you know, obviously spike it for yourself. So the first thing we need to do, though, is give you a little bit of help in how to make um, a good spiced syrup for the, for the holiday season. And this will get you all the way through. So a spice syrup, you know, it could be also personal. So if you don't like a spice or you like another hard spice, meaning something that is dried and not flaky, um, you can use that in substitution, but the amounts stay the same. So what we're going to use is one cinnamon stick two pieces of stir anise, five pieces of green cardamom. You can use also black um, black cardamom, uh, but if you're gonna use that, just only use two because it's stronger. That's was just gonna ask you, what's the difference between that? Uh, green cardamom, it's where they come from. Oh, uh, gotcha. Black cardamom um, comes from like middle to uh, like central Africa. Um, green cardamom is anywhere from Northern Africa to India. So it's just kind of like where it grows. Uh-huh. And that would be the substitution for that. And then one whole orange peel. Got it. So when you cook down this syrup, right, what you're looking for is something that's translucent. And then your orange peel, if you can see mine, has become almost translucent as well. This is when you know your syrup is done. And you really want to, like, make sure that, like, you do this. And when you're chilling your syrup, you... Let it go to room temperature, then you strain it, then you refrigerate it. Don't try to take a hot syrup, strain off all the ingredients hot, and then put it in the refrigerator. It will not taste the same. You wanna let it just kind of like naturally do its thing. All right, so that is like how you would make the spice syrup. And if you missed any of this, you can go to our Instagram to watch the trick um, on Instagram at designated drinker. So then follow us because you have other tips, tricks, pictures, all the good <laughs> stuff. And you can always DM us about any questions you may have. Absolutely. All right. So let's make this cocktail. So I don't know about you, but I love, um, you know, tropical fruits. They are in season in our, in colder weather. It's in North America. So right now we're going to use two ounces of pineapple juice. And then we're going to get into two ounces of coconut cream. And coconut cream is different than coconut milk. You want the fat. So... You're going to use coconut cream. So you're going to use two ounces. And you're pouring this all into a shaker tin. And then you're going to do two ounces of um, fresh, sorry, fresh pineapple juice. One ounce of orange juice. Here's a trick. You need to have a stronger citrus, like orange, lemon, lime, to make your pineapple sweeter. And then we're going to use one ounce of our um, syrup. 
Now at this point, if you want to keep this drink non-alcoholic, this is when you're going to shake this. Hard shake over ice and serve up in a tall glass. You are not going to put more ice on top of it. It is a juice drink. It does not require any more water. Okay. If you want to make this drink alcoholic, well, the world's your oyster. Rum, <laughs> vodka, gin, any of those things would work wonderful in here. I personally like, you know, stick with my rye and bourbons, um, but whatever you want. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna shake this cocktail. When you have a juice drink, you definitely wanna shake it nice and hard. Cause you're looking for this foam. See that nice foam you have on top? It's like, it's the best. All right, I got frost, Gina, I got frost. You got frost and frost, and then we're good to go. Oh, I don't know about that. My hands are really cold, though. So you want no ice in this, right? No ice. Straight up. All right. But it goes in a tall glass because you just shook this a lot and it has, like, a lot of acid. So, you know, that's what happens. So now you can, this drink, so this drink does have coconut milk and stuff in that. So, like, I like to do, like, this little thing where I have, like, I kind of balance... The, the wheel of the orange on this on the glass. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for holiday purposes, another thing you could do if you wanted to. So when you're at when you're at home and you have your own glassware, you know, there's other things you could do too, like where you balance a cinnamon stick and you can hold it up there and you just make it look really cute. And then if you're feeling like super fancy, you can light the whole thing on fire for your friends and they'll completely forget that you're giving them a non-alcoholic drink to break up the fact that they may have had 25 rum drinks. <laughs> Light it on fire, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a holiday okay. party. That is a holiday party or if something. nothing else. Yep. All right. Cute. Yep. Are you spiking Cheers. Oh, yes. I'm going to spike mine. Yeah, hey, spike Gina, yours. I know I had a question. So I was going to ask you, do you, would you do the coconut rum in this Yeah, drink, why not? Or would you just do the straight I rum? I coconut. Okay. Coconut. Mine's not alcoholic. It is delicious. All right. Let's do the seat. I have the right designated drinker. She's like, aren't you putting rum in yours? And I'm just I'm like, saying. One of us no, should drink. No, I know. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think I think maybe you should be me. I think it should. I think <laughs> I should just go out. I should be done for the year. It should It should be. I should just take off from here on out. It should be uh, hang, turning over the reins of the hosting of the show. Done. You know? Let's do it. It would be. Boom. It wouldn't be a bad thing, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, if I could have mocktails every day, I might yeah. take you up on that. Yeah, why not? I'm into it. Diversify, right? Taste shall we it. Toast? We shall. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's... I'm going to say, I, it would be good without rum, but I'm glad I put rum in mine. <laughs> and coconut rum is definitely right for this. You are right, Gina, as always. I'm actually really also surprised about the orange juice trick, and now we'll be using that, because this does not taste orangey. It doesn't taste orangey at all. Do you ever have an orange Julius? Yes. Yeah, not in a long time. <laughs> the last time I went to the mall, no. Uh, I could I could literally drink this all day. I mean, I'd be like twice as fat as I am right now, but I love these. So good. You know what this is like? It's like um, a tropical holiday. It is. Yeah, it's like you get to if go. If you went to Fiji. Yeah, or anywhere in the Bahamas. You know, or yeah. Alabama, mm -hmm. it's fine. I'm already feeling vacationy. There we go. We're doing it. We're just having. Thanks, Gina. We're going on a little mini vacation Fine. in this glass. Yes. Perfect. What you guys don't see is my husband just snuck in and like I just handed off the drink and he's like, "I'll just have a sip." And then he came back and now he just finished it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. You gotta love Neil. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. If I were your husband, I also would be finishing off the drink. Yeah. So. Working from home today has been. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a treat. That's funny. 
All right. Um, so everyone knows you're going to go to designatedrinker.show for the tips and tricks and how-tos on the recipe, or you can always just, like I said earlier, scroll down and you'll get to those notes. So let's go back um, to obviously the important part. I mean, us having a good drink is one thing, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is delicious and feels very important. It does. <laughs> um, there, I know there are a lot of ways to help, um, and, and unfortunately not all of us have additional money yeah. you know we didn't we our money tree is like defunct or you know died through the years um what else can people do i mean because sometimes i think people get hung up on going i don't have enough money so i can't give and the truth is i believe that there's a lot of things we can do yeah i mean people can volunteer um at bread for the city you have a pretty robust volunteer program um if you're looking you know maybe you work at a place where you all can give an in-kind donation uh, or you work at a place where you all can do kind of like a workplace drive. Um, there are, yeah, just a, a lots of ways for the advocacy and organizing work. I mean, you can uh, organize things with your friends or your neighborhood, um, have us do teach-ins for oh. you around, uh-huh, around like the housing crisis or around public housing and some of the different things that we're trying to do. Um, that would be yeah. a really great way to like even like think about when you're as a company, you have these monies for holiday parties. Mm -hmm. What if you did something to where that money instead of just going to have a big fest, not saying that people do, but this also is joyous. Yeah. Like we like we said, you know, like at the beginning of the show, giving is an act is somewhat can be yeah. somewhat self-fulfilling or or a little selfish side kind of because you you feel feel good about what you're doing that's right yeah it can provide some catharsis for yeah sure. so i mean that that might be, that's a really great idea i never thought about going back to your companies and say let's do something else other than just the same party at the same bar that people yeah. drink too much or you know yeah it doesn't really I mean, get to anywhere else not yeah. saying you can't have a party there you're drinking <laughs> and right. giving that's right well it's, you know i mean brennan city we like to party too but that's what i'm saying uh, it's you like know. you take part of that and, and combine it and walk away with feeling good about a lot of different things yeah i mean and some of it is also so for instance like after you listen to this show going to sort of the, the show notes and going to the website and reading the blog and signing on. If you feel moved, like signing on to the sign-on letter and forwarding that to other people. Yeah. Um, getting other people involved and letting people in charge know, like, yeah, it's not just folks who care about, um, like, sort of the usual suspects. It's not just organizations who work with folks who are experiencing homelessness uh, who care about this. It's all sorts of folks. It's folks listening to podcasts like this. Um, who care that people who are living on low incomes are treated well, right, yeah. and are treated with dignity and respect. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's key, to, especially right there, is just uh, treating people with dignity and understanding and empathy. Um, sympathy is the wrong word. Empathy. Yeah. Understanding where um, that we're all human and we all deserve to be treated as such. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Well, that's great. What else? All right. So now we know we got some ideas about how we, anyone can give and try to help. Um, tell us what kind of uh, things you have going on. Yeah. So, you know, it's December. So 
Um, we are in the thick of our holiday helpings campaign, which is our biggest campaign at Bread for the City. We're actually celebrating the 30th anniversary of our food program this year. Wow. Yeah, so it's a big deal. Our food program has really expanded during COVID, um, which in some ways is like it's great that we were able have been able to help meet the need. And it's really tragic that so many more people, people need. need it. Yeah. Right. Um, so this year we're aiming to support 12,000 families with wow. uh, turkey, yeah, groceries, um, and a debit card. And we've done a lot already, but, you know, it's December. We still have a lot more to go. Sure. Um, we know how much a meal means to folks. Gathering around a table is something that a lot of us take for granted. Yeah. Um, being able to prepare a meal for our own families is something that a lot of us take for granted. But the dignity of being able to do that is really important, right? Being able to do that, be able to, to make a, a cute holiday drink. Yeah. Um, for our families and being able to provide. So it costs about $100 per family for us to do this. Um, and with inflation and continued challenges of the pandemic, we honestly need to do more. And so we are aiming to do just that and are hopeful that people who are listening um, feel compelled or feel like, yeah, if you're able to, again, you can host holiday helpings drives at your job. Um, you can start a holiday helping drive yourself and really end source donations. Um, we'll make sure that you all have the link so that people can start their own drives if they feel compelled. That's great. Yeah, because holiday helpings really is our go-to program um, to provide families with extra support during the holidays. Yeah, because when I was going on and on about, oh, your company party, you're right. You could do it smaller and do mm -hmm. it within your own family or your own neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You could do something. You may, you may not raise as much money maybe no. but every like you said if it's a hundred dollars every that's right every like imagine if your block or your neighborhood association was like yeah we're going to sponsor five families right yeah. then raising five hundred dollars just you know you don't yeah. have to think of it as like oh how am i going to support twelve thousand families yeah. you know how do you eat an elephant one chunk at a time right um, that would be a weird meal, though. I'm just going to say, I, 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 not yeah. advocating for that. I love elephants. I would, I would not want to eat one. I think they're so cute. They're too cute to eat. I mean, cows are cute, too, but like, burgers are delicious. Are cute. Yeah, they are. And little piglets are cute, but bacon piglet. is good. Bacon is good, but bacon isn't made of piglets. No. And big pigs are not as cute. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> she just said, sorry, Peter. <laughs> sorry, Peter. <laughs> But they're just not. They're just not. <laughs> they're like over there eating trash. And I'm like, you know what? You have a good life as bacon. <laughs> you have a good life. <laughs> On my plate. <laughs> In my belly. In my belly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say that also. So we have an organizing institute. Um, we are in our second month wow. um, of this cohort uh, and our organizing institute, so it's our Terrence Moore Organizing Institute, which is one of the core programs of our advocacy uh, department. And it is teaching folks how to organize. So, oh, interesting. Uh -huh. So we aim for primarily people who are living on low incomes, um, and we provide that for free. If you have income but you would like to join the institute, come holler at us. We, yeah. you know, do some some uh, fee-for-service work and do we have a... Uh, training trainers bureau with folks who receive services at bread who also act as trainers so yeah you can um, hit us up and we would love to talk to you about how to organize like in your neighborhood in your community or how you can contribute to organizing that's already happening in the district that's awesome that's awesome and I mean 
again, if you, um, we'll make sure that all those links are live on the site and in the episode notes so that we can make sure that everyone can get like quick, we don't lose them in the process. You don't have to Google it. Don't end up in the wrong place. We'll right. give you links that get you right there. Um, I, 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 you just blew my mind. I don't know why I never thought about you could do something as small as your neighborhood. I mean, oh, yeah. literally just going, it's one of those duh moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, because so much of how we're trained to think about social advocacy um, and justice work or work around justice is is big, is monumental. Problems like racism, like xenophobia, yeah. um, like taking on a political system are really big. Yeah. And certainly the thought of doing that alone is like, is, yeah, yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Um, and even thinking about what can me and my friends do uh, feels really big. But the thing is, all politics are local. And so if the question becomes, what can we do in our neighborhood? That's a different question. Like, what? how can our neighborhood contribute to a district that is more racially just, that is more equitable, um, is, becomes a question that people can answer. You know, it, interesting, you can even make that smaller. How do I do that in my own home? Certainly. Because it does, I think, learning, it, although it feels like it's so second nature for you, I think a lot of people weren't brought up in that and don't understand. So yeah. if you start learning within the home and start teaching that to your children and learning about yourself. I mean, yeah. we could say, oh, teach your children, but you might not know. Yeah, you, totally. Uh, the, there's something about investing in yourself to understand how can I give more yeah. and there's more that I can do Um yeah. Again, that that is it's starting with the person in the mirror. Huh? And they're great. There are this exhibit is gone now, but um, the Anacostia Museum often has really great exhibits. So the Smithsonian, the the, the Smithsonian Museum in Anacostia is the only um, Smithsonian museum like in Southeast. Oh. And um, it often has exhibits that are rooted in local history, that are rooted in local organizing. So it's another great place to go to learn. It's free. Oh, nice. um, so to go and to learn about Get organizing inspired, and like, yeah, yeah. different things that, are, that have happened in the city um, and how they're connected to other things still going on. And for our listeners who aren't in the D.C. area, I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll oh, find yeah. it in your own community that for those certain. things are there. And maybe maybe it's not your town. Maybe it's your next town. Maybe, you know, it's it's a summer vacation or a summer trip or anything, whatever it is, a summer day out, I guess is what I was trying to get to, um, just of, of learning beyond your own circle. Yeah. I think the other thing I think what happens during those times is wall barriers start getting broken down mm -hmm. because you start seeing humans as humans. You start mm -hmm. seeing people as people and you see more of yourself in them than you would ever imagine. Sure. So I saw a meme that is like, I can't wait to, I, I'm so happy with my new pay raise. I can now live paycheck to paycheck. <laughs> Nice. So to the point, to, I say that because you guys both said it earlier. Um, so sad. That it's your ever they're so close to homelessness so close to being to that it's just a small breaking point and i'm yeah. sure through the last couple of years you've seen a, you i'm see, see, i know i'm speaking to the you know or singing to the choir rather um there's so much that can so much can happen so easily yeah definitely so much can happen so easily and one day you're on top of it all and the next day you know you tumble, it just doesn't take much. Yeah. And we should live in a place that has safety nets and that has supports um, that help you get back on your feet if that's possible. And where it's not possible because of centuries of yeah. um, oppression and disenfranchisement, you know, we should exist in a, in a country, certainly in a city, um, that says, yeah, even with all that, it's important to us to make you whole. And yeah. so... 
um, using resources, a city that sees the, or, and a government that sees the utility in spending its resources in ways that make sure that the people are well. Yeah. yeah. It's great uh, sentiment for this time of year, but just about <laughs> any other day of the year. Yeah. It's not just once a year. No. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I can I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, Gina, do you have anything? Yeah, I'm just keep thinking like there's so much everyone can do. And it's it's like one step at a time, but everyone needs to like get involved. Um, and I don't want to be a downer, but I will say this, and I'm gonna advocate for the for the restaurant community in Washington, DC and everywhere in the US. You know, we got our during the pandemic, our industry got almost is just got hit so hard. Decimated. Yeah. And so many of my friends that are bartenders and servers and cooks, yep. you know, wound up in um, situations where, you know, they weren't so lucky and did go into the system. And most yep. of them have gotten themselves out of it or some of them are just starting in there. And where we fundraised and helped and especially in D.C., I will give it to this community in D.C. We are, we will rally around our own for sure. Um, but I say that, uh, you know, this, when you're looking for that perfect gift to give somebody, you know, this is such a nice thing to do, you know, $25 and a gift to hand somebody is not as, is, is, could be even better when you give them a gift of like a donation and you're like, this is your Christmas present. And I, this is the reason why, because yeah. four people that you bought a Christmas present for say 20 or whatever you spend on your friends or whatever, you can do that. And you never know. If you're helping that person that, you know, you may be at a restaurant serving you cocktails. And I would just say that, mm -hmm. you know, and I know that everyone always says it, but, you know, homeless people have the same faces as you and I. So you have to take care of everybody. Like, I, I truly believe in that. Anybody that knows me knows I get far beyond my scope. So keep doing what you're doing. And I have one last question as before I get all <laughs> emotional during this holiday season. Yes. Um, all right. So, you know, I want to know if there's a spirit ingredient that would describe you. Like, you know, do you really identify your personality with, you know, I don't know, garlic or something like that? And like, and, and, <laughs> what, and why would that yes. be? I ward off vampires, Gina. <laughs> I hate vampires too. No, just kidding. <laughs> vampires out there. <laughs> All monsters matter. Um, <laughs> ooh, that's a good one. Okay, what are those cherries called? Not maraschino cherries, but like the grown up oh, the, maraschino the one, cherries. Those like dark, sexy ones. The ones from France? The, uh, French? The, there's, there's French, there's Luxardo. Those are the Italian oh, yes, ones. Yeah. Yes, yes, Luxardo. Oh, okay. The Luxardo ones. Those are like yep. the dark. Yeah, that'd be me. Like a dark, sexy cherry. <laughs> and you can add it to anything and it's delicious. <laughs> that is perfect. You know? That's me. A Luxardo sexy I love sexy it. Cherry. She's an, she's an, she identifies herself with an Italian sexy dark cherry. I told, I'm into it. I'm into <laughs> yes. it. I love exactly. it. <laughs> I wish our viewers, our listeners, could see her right now. Because <laughs> I am. Awesome. Just in case you're wondering, I am giving sexy, <laughs> dark Luxardo cherry right now. I love that. Right now. <laughs> I think she might be blushing. <laughs> 
All yes. right then. Well, that brings us wraps this one up in a little with yes. a cherry on top, I guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> sexy Lasardo <laughs> cherry on top. See what I mean? <laughs> well, cheers, cheers, happy holidays. Please, everyone, give as much as you can, whether it be through if you can, through financial resources, through your giving of your time, or to your point, organizing so that we give other opportunities for many. So again, happy holidays and thank you for being here. Cheers. Cheers. Happy holidays. Cheers. The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts, an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.